This is Be Known, and I'm Kara Fabacher, your host. You're listening to Episode 3. I'm so glad you're here. We were made for relationship, but so often our relationships are broken. And when our relationships are broken, we are broken. One of our deepest human desires is to be known, but we often have lost ourselves along the way. This is a podcast to help you get your relationships back to a place of wholeness, a place of authentic connection, a place where you feel truly known. So come on in and sit a while. Let's get real and see what kind of healing happens here. A friend of mine recently was talking with me about the new-ish movie, Little Women, which was perfection, by the way. I know, I know some of you loved it and some of you hated the new take on the classic, but it really was perfection to me. No spoilers here, no worries. The gist of the new movie follows the original story very closely, with some twists along the way, of course. My friend Courtney was saying how women for so long were silenced, and they were not allowed to share their opinions or feelings about important things. They were in the background with a voice that did not matter. Little Women is a beautiful picture of women learning to use their voices when it mattered. From Marmee's constant spoken words of wisdom to Joe's boldness in her writing work to Amy's ability to know what she wants. The story was and is incredibly empowering. But our sweet Meg was more of a people pleaser and Beth struggled to use her voice because she was so shy. The two of them seemed to want to keep the peace, to not stir the pot, to keep their family together. Their voices were not as loud as the others, and they probably fit more into the culture of women in that time. But I think it is important to remember that the story of the March women was rare. For the most part, women had voices that were not as often heard or honored. The culture that silenced women trickled down, and we are living in the aftermath. We are living in an era of feminism where women have been, and a bit obnoxiously so, at times, if I may say, where women have been fed up with the man, silencing them, and they will be heard. I wonder if women today struggle to know and share their feelings and thoughts, though, because of this cultural silencing of women that lasted for generations. But we also live in a time where people are sick of pretenses, We want people to be their genuine selves because we just don't have time to invest in fake relationships with fake people. Sometimes people display what they think to be their genuine selves, but it is not the truest form of self. So how can we know who we really are? How can we show that to the world in a genuine way? Even if that is hard and requires us to share hard truths, how can we use our voice and our words to communicate who we are in an authentic way like the March women were able to do? There's a five-step process that helps us understand who we are in deeper ways and share that person with the world. These steps are fluid and interchangeable. They are not linear and they are not rigid, 
I came up with these steps through the course of studying authentic moments in the Psalms that led to beautiful connecting moments with God and sweet experiences of growth and healing. Let me share about these steps briefly with you today. So step one is being aware. This is an awareness of your body, your mind, and your soul. This is an awareness of your thoughts and feelings and struggles of the why behind them. It is an awareness of your strengths and weaknesses, of your personality and your temptations, your past history and future dreams. Awareness of your stage of life and your experiences. Awareness of what is right and wrong. And an awareness of these things about others and of God and the truth about him. This requires listening and learning, paying close attention, stopping to reflect and naming what these things actually are. Awareness is realizing that you feel afraid or sad or lonely. It is understanding that you are thinking this person is the worst or asking what if too much. It is knowing that you need alone time or just a nap. It is being willing to see to really see. Many people stop here, but if we stop here, there's no change where change is needed or healing where there are broken places. Step two is accept. This is an acceptance of those pieces of you without shaming yourself. It's allowing yourself to feel what you feel. It could be accepting another person in the same way. This idea is to give ourselves and others grace as Jesus gives us grace. This requires a non-judgmental stance toward yourself and others. It is accepting a situation or a person for what it is or what they are without the shoulds and the shame. For example, it is not allowing yourself to say, I should not feel angry. Anger is wrong. Anger is a normal human emotion. It could also look like thinking, my emotions are my strength. Instead of saying, I'm way too sensitive. I should lighten up. This is not a blind acceptance, y'all, though. Okay, this is not an, oh, well, I am who I am. So everyone should just accept it kind of stance. It is not a blind acceptance of the hurtful behavior of others either. It is more of a decision to see the situation through gracious eyes. I love the serenity prayer for growing in acceptance. It goes like this. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, taking, as Jesus did, the sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will, so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever in the next. Amen. Step three 
acknowledge. This is a verbal or nonverbal acknowledgement of some or all of those pieces that you became aware of to yourself, God, and or to others. Depending on the depth of the information, not all others are safe others except God, of course. However, this acknowledgement is so important because you are inviting another into your feelings, your thoughts, your needs, and your experiences. This is super scary sometimes, y'all. And it is so risky because you never know what someone else will do with this information. But without this, intimacy and healthy connection are not possible. So I would say it is worth the risk. Acknowledgement could look like telling someone, I felt hurt when you lied to me, or telling God what you are thinking in your prayers. Step four, admit. To admit is to let someone or God speak into your situation. This is an admittance of truth that may contradict something of which you have become aware, something you may think or feel. This requires listening. It requires listening for truth. It demands a humble posture, one that is willing to grow at any cost, one that is willing to admit that you could be wrong or that you need help. This could be admitting that even though you feel unloved, that you are indeed loved, or after becoming aware of feeling like God has abandoned you, and then you remember that he will never leave you or forsake you. And the final step, step five, admire. This is an admiration of the truth that you have learned, an admiration or love of self, of God, or others. It is finding gratitude in the moment or in the situation. It is pointing out the good that you find in yourself, the good in others, and praise for who God is and what he has done. It is affirming the truth. This could be praising him even though you are feeling down or making it a point to tell yourself that you are beautiful when you feel quite the opposite. Again, these steps do not follow a linear pattern and not all are present at one time. I could become aware of something new in a prayer of admiration to God. I could acknowledge my thoughts about something to a friend and then become aware of my feelings too. But these steps, these five steps, aware, accept, acknowledge, admit, and admire. These steps practiced regularly and in turn becoming so natural to you will help you discover you, be you, and carry that over to all your relationships. I will share one last important thing to consider in this journey toward knowing you and sharing you with the world. Guys, we will not be able to know the truth about ourselves without knowing the truth of Scripture. 
the written word of the one who created us. There may be some thoughts and feelings that we realize we are having along this journey. That's good. That's awareness. But if those feelings or those thoughts somehow tell us something that is not in line with Scripture or with who God says we are, I pray that through this process of admittance, we would be able to recognize that and learn what is truth, the truth that sets us free. Because if not, we will only live out an inauthentic version of ourselves and our relationships will suffer. To end our time today, I will read a meditative prayer that I wrote. Lord, I am tired of the masks. I want to know myself. I want to know you. And I want to live out who I am, who you made me to be. I want to share the truth of who I am with the world. Will you help me become aware and not shame myself? Will you help me acknowledge what needs to be acknowledged? Will you help me listen for truth and admit when it does not line up with my thoughts and my feelings and my experiences? Will you help me see you, praise you, and love you? Will you help me love others and love myself? In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, I am so excited to share with you today that this week only, I am opening up enrollment for a six-week group coaching program that will walk you through each of these five steps in more detail with a chance for Q&A to answer any personal questions you have. The cool part, though, is that this program is going to narrow in on using these steps specifically to set better boundaries and communicate more effectively in your relationships. I love that they apply in that area. If this sounds like something you need and hello, yes ma'am, I do, sign up today. I can't wait to work with you on a more personal basis. That's my favorite. I feel like real healing happens when we can get in these great deep one-on-one conversations, but also in these really awesome group situations. And that is that is when we see change happen. So for all the details and to reserve your spot, you can visit www.karafabacher.com slash book online, and you will be able to see that there is a group coaching information section right there. And registration ends on Saturday at midnight. So don't miss this chance. If you have any questions before you take the plunge, shoot me an email at info at karafabacher.com. That's info at K-E-R-R-A-H-F-A-B-A-C-H-E-R dot com. And again, registration ends this Saturday night at midnight, so don't miss your chance to sign up today. Thanks for sitting a while with me. You can find me on Instagram at Kara Fabacher or at my website, www.karafabacher.com. If you do not get the Monday Minute, our weekly email with practical next steps that I teach my counseling and coaching clients, you can sign up at the link in my Instagram bio or under Monday Minute on my website. 
And P.S. You can take our quiz that will show you your personality style in relationships and where you can grow. Who doesn't love a good quiz, especially the ones that teach us where we can grow? Wink, wink. You can find it at the link in my Instagram bio or in the pop-up on my website. The transcript for this episode is on the podcast page on my site, and don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. You can also rate and review the podcast so that more can listen in. And a big thanks to my friend Robert Hargrove for creating the music for our show and fellow Hope writer Alana Dawson for editing our show. Until next time, friend, I'll see you soon.